There are many polarizing characteristics that the 45th president displays. His faith is no different. He certainly claims to be a Christian, and a simple Google search will tell you that in 1959, Donald Trump was confirmed as a Presbyterian at the First Presbyterian Church in Jamaica, Queens. Like most Americans in his generation, Trump was raised in the church. According to a Politico report in 2016, Trump's family would travel to Manhattan on Sundays to attend the Marble Collegiate Church, which was pastored by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. I'm Austin Carrera, and this is Out the Mud. In 2016, Business Insider asked Donald Trump if, when he sins, does he confess those sins to God? His response was daunting for someone who claims to be a Christian. Most Christians would answer without hesitation, of course, my, I, of course I confess my sins. You know, And the interpretation of scripture tells you that the only way to salvation for a Christian is to confess your sins, repent, and accept Jesus Christ as the Savior. Trump's answer to this question is absolutely heretical. He said, and I quote, I am not sure I have. I just go on and try to do a better job from there. I don't think so. I think if I do something wrong, I think I just try and make it right. I don't bring God into that picture. I don't. <laughs> there is no Christian defense for the president's response. In fact, scripture clearly contradicts it. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15 states, This is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, Only in repenting and resting in me will you be saved. And quietness and confidence is your strength, but you would have none of it. But wait, there's more. Luke chapter 5 verse 32 states, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And then there's Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13, which states, People who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. There should be red flags waving everywhere when you read these scriptures and reflect on President Trump's tendency to never confess his sins to the Lord. He just tries to do better. He just tries to do better on his own, he says. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 11 states, But watch out, you who live in your own light and warm yourselves by your own fires. This is the reward you will receive from me. You will soon fall down in great torment. Let's read that the first part one more time. But watch out, you who live in your own light and warm yourselves by your own fires. Donald Trump just tries to do better on his own without ever bringing it to God. Just tries to do better. Of course, it cannot be of any surprise that Trump believes the way he does when you look at who his spiritual influencer was growing up. As I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, Trump's pastor was Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. In 2015, Politico reported in an article um, entitled How Norman Vincent Peale Taught Donald Trump How to Worship Himself. They reported, quote, known as God's salesman. Peel merged worldliness and godliness to produce an easy-to-follow theology that preached self-confidence as a life philosophy. Critics called him a con man, described his church as a cult, and said his simple-minded approach shut off genuine 
thinking, or insight, but Peel's outlook promoted through his radio shows, newspaper columns, and articles, and through guideposts, his monthly digest of inspirational messages fit perfectly into the Trump family culture of never hesitating to bend the rules, doing whatever it took to win, and never ever giving up, end quote. <laughs> Before we move on to who this Dr. Norman Vincent Peale really is, I want to point out Dr. Peale's ministry. Politico reported, quote, Peale merged worldliness and godliness to produce an easy-to-follow theology that preached self-confidence as a, as a life philosophy, end quote. Here we are again, we get another practice related to President Trump that is not biblically sound. Dr. Peale's ministry is a blend of worldliness and godliness. Scripture makes it very clear that that is the very definition of lukewarm. Christ will spit you out. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16 says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. And let's go back to the political report where they said, but Peel's outlook fit perfectly into the Trump family culture of never hesitating to bend the rules, doing whatever it took to win and never, ever giving up. This is scary. This is scary because it kind of confirms my personal belief that we are in the end times. It brings up 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, you know? The Trumps sought out Peel's ministry because it appealed to their greedy, self-serving nature. Dr. Peel's ministry was a power of positivity, prosperity, gospel ministry. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. What is even scarier is when you consider the fact that this gospel that was preached to the Trumps on Sundays was preached by a 33rd degree Scottish Rite Freemason. Now you may say that the Freemasons are just a philanthropic organization trying to do some good in the world, but that is not true. A.J. Pollock writes in Reasons Why a Christian Should Not Be a Freemason, quote, Freemasonry makes self-effort the way of salvation as a substitute for the gospel of God. In the general run of lodges, with scarcely an exception, the name of Christ is forbidden, save as on a level with Buddha, Zoroaster, Muhammad, Osiris, and the like. Christian, deist, Jew, Mohammedan, theosophist, heathen, the utterly godless, all are welcome. Nothing is to be said to offend any. So the name of Christ is ruled out. In the reading of the scriptures, the name of Christ is carefully suppressed. So we see here that Christ is brought down to the level of otherworldly idols, other false gods. He's just another, another idol of worship. Masonic writer R. Swinburne Clymer in The Mysticism of Masonry on page 47 wrote, quote, in deifying Jesus, the whole humanity is bereft of Christos 
as an eternal potency within every human soul, a latent embryonic Christ in every man, and thus deifying one man, they have orphaned the whole of humanity of its divinity. In other words, if Jesus is divine, then the whole world is divine. We're all divine. What blasphemy. And then consider this fact, you know, and, and keep in mind that the person who preached to the Trumps on Sunday, the person who Trump got his theology from, this is what he believes behind closed doors. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, according to the North American Mission Board's website, quote, during the annual session of the Southern Baptist Convention, June 15th through 17th, 1993, the messengers overwhelmingly approved a report on Freemasonry. This action recognized the many charitable endeavors of Freemasonry. It also acknowledged that many outstanding Christians and Southern Baptists now are, and in the past have been, Masons. For the first time in the history of the Southern Baptist Convention, however, the convention concluded, quote, many tenets and teachings of Freemasonry are not compatible with Christianity or Southern Baptist doctrine. The report accepted by the convention identified eight tenets and teachings of Freemasonry that it concluded were not compatible with Christianity. So let's go over their report real quick. It's really interesting. Um, the first incompatibility, quote, the prevalent use of offensive concepts, titles, and terms such as worshipful master for the leader of a lodge, References to their buildings as mosques, shrines, or temples, and the use of words such as Abaddon and Jabulon, the so-called secret name of God. Too many, these terms are not only offensive, but sacrilegious. <laughs> and then, they insist on taking bloody oaths. That's the second incompatibility. Let's read that in the report. Quote, the use of archaic offensive rituals and so-called bloody oaths or obligations among these being that promised by the entered apprentice. Listen, listen to this. This is what the entered apprentice has to take an oath saying. Quote, all this I most solemnly and sincerely promise and swear, binding myself under no less penalty than that of having my throat cut from ear to ear, my tongue torn out by its roots, and buried in the sands of the sea at lower water mark where the tide ebbs and flows twice in twenty-five hours. Should I in the least knowingly or wittingly violate or transgress this my entered apprentice obligation? And then there's the fellow craft degree. Where they, where they swear, quote, All this I most solemnly and sincerely promise and swear, binding myself under no less penalty than that of having my left breast torn open, my heart plucked from thence, and given to the beast of the field and the birds of the air as prey. Should I in the least knowingly or wittingly violate or transgress this my fellow craft obligation? And then there's that of the master mason. Quote, All this I most solemnly and sincerely promise and swear, Binding myself under no less penalty than that of having my body severed in two, my bowels torn from thence and burned to ashes, and these scattered before the four winds of heaven, that no remembrance might be had among men or masons of so vile a wretch as I should be, should I in the least knowingly or wittingly violate or transgress this my master mason obligation. So help me God and keep me steadfast.
The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8-9, through 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And yet Freemasonry teaches that salvation may be attained by good works and not through faith in Christ alone. And then back to the oaths. Matthew chapter 5 verse 34 says, But I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God. The third incompatibility that the Southern Baptist Convention found was that the recommended readings in pursuance of advanced degrees of religions and philosophies, which are undeniably pagan and or occultic, such as much of the writings of Albert Pike, Albert Mackey, Manley Hall, Rex Hutchins, W.I. Wilmshurst, and other such authors, along with their works such as Morals and Dogma, A Bridge of Light, An Encyclopedia of Freemasonry, and The Meaning of Masonry. So these books are held at a higher pedestal than the Bible. You know, and that was the that was what the fourth incompatibility of the Southern Baptist Convention reported, quote, the reference to the Bible placed on the altar of the lodge as the furniture of the lodge, comparing it to the square and compass rather than giving it to the supreme place in the lodge. So in in the view of of the Mason, and remember Dr. Norman Vincent Peale was Donald Trump's pastor. They believe that the Bible is just another tool for enlightenment. And it's not the tool of salvation. Freemasonry misuses the term light to refer moral reformation as a means to salvation. They teach that salvation may be attained by good works and not through faith in Christ alone. And that goes back to what I said earlier, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And then there's Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And then there's the allegations that in some of the Masonic lodges, there's racial discrimination. Alvin Schmidt and Nicholas Babchik wrote in the Unbrotherly Brotherhood Discrimination in Fraternal Orders, quote, Racial discrimination has been practiced by most fraternal organizations in the United States since their inception and continues unabated in most such groups, though it has come under fire increasingly in college fraternities and sororities over the past decade. This matter is important given the ubiquity of fraternal groups, the size of their membership, the resources at their command, and the import they have on society and particularly on their membership. A number of the larger orders are the Benevolent and Protective Order of the Elks, which currently has 2,146 lodges and 1,508,050 members, the Loyal Order of Moose with 1,127,948 members, the Fraternal Order of Eagles with about 660,000 members, and the Independent Order of Oddfellows with 1,125,000 members. But the largest, most conspicuous, and probably the most important fraternal organization is the Masons with approximately 16,000 lodges and a membership approaching 4 million. In all, fraternal groups claim more than 20 million members. Each of these organizations 
noted above, has a restrictive racial membership policy. End quote. A restrictive membership policy. We know Donald Trump has said that white supremacists are some fine people. Look who his preacher was. A Freemason. It is just mind-blowing that evangelicals and Christians and even you know even people who we see in church on some Sundays they they support Donald Trump and and claim he's a he's a moral man ordained by God to rule this country. With everything I just mentioned, how could anyone believe that Donald Trump is a Christian? When he was taught by a 33rd degree Freemason who rejects Christ in secret, rejects the, the, rejects the gospel. How can anyone believe Trump is a Christian when we know he does not confess his sins and lives by his own rules? How can anyone believe Trump is a Christian when we know his family sought out a ministry that would appease their itching ears? How can anyone believe Trump is a Christian when you reflect on the audio tapes where you hear President Trump bragging about sexually assaulting women? Come on now. How can anyone believe that President Trump is a Christian when you look at the pictures of Trump in the company of Maxwell and Epstein and then reflect on the fact that you see his name recorded in both Epstein's fight records and guest book? You can't believe Trump is a Christian. And if he really is, then he is lukewarm at best. If not a complete antichrist, his fruits are sour and he fails the Christian test. Thank you for joining me on this short journey. If this is the type of content you're interested in, then subscribe to the podcast. We have so much to talk about and I'm excited to have you at the table. This is Out the Mud. I'm Austin Carrera. Follow me on TikTok for daily devotions.